0: Thought Bubble Audio.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and joining me as he does every week is my good friend and co-host
0: tim hi i'm here it's me i'm back because I, this is what we do every week until there's a break uh, every weekend
1: weekend week we're close we're close to a break
0: we are close to a break Smelia in 2027 and no oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're on a break break <laughs> frank let's open up the mailbag let's dive Whoa, right let's into this it. episode oh i guess first how are you you all right you oh, doing good. okay i'm yeah. good
1: i'm I'm good i'm good how are you
0: oh i'm fine i'm good Good. trucking along the huge
1: i'm I'm getting ready this is my i'm getting ready to move ready to move into my new house is the last time you'll hear me before i move to my new house and you will not hear the difference but that's fine that is good that's i have to tell people because they won't know
0: no but if if there is some screw up with the audio this week it's my fault (laughs) yeah that's right that is
1: correct so cool um, all right no pressure
0: yeah. All right. Well, then let's dive right into the mailbag. I got it for you. Here we go. Here you go, Frank.
1: Oh, thank you. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Oh, it's so nice though you do that. Uh, well, this week we have some notes from our friends uh, who've been emailing us at mailed supergirltvtalk.com. This one comes from David, who says, uh, hey, guys, love the show. Definitely will miss your podcast when it's over. Thanks, David. That's nice of you. I wanted to clarify something about Kenny pre-crisis. He was actually killed in 2007 from the Midvale episode by Sheriff Collins, but post-crisis, he survived. Right. Good call, David. Right. Good call. So uh, that, is, that is a good callback. Thank you for that. Lastly, I'm hoping the series lives on through Brainy or even Dreamer with them possibly showing up on Legends or Flash. Mick is supposed to be done uh, after this season of Legends, so maybe we get... Brainy or Dreamer on Legends. I think they'd be a fantastic addition to that team. That is a really cool idea.
0: mm mm-hmm. yep. like that. Actually, we know that, um we know that Wells and Cisco are also done on the flash, so there'll right. be some there's some room for growth over there as yeah, well. Yeah, that's
1: right. And honestly, I mean Brainy could Brainy would be a good um a good Cisco uh sort of uh analog over, yep. over there if if Jesse Rath is feeling feeling like he wants to do that so that could be a good you know you need, you need you need the guy in the chair and brainy's a great guy in the chair and and then some so
0: it's true and a lot there's a lot of time travel in flash and so That's you right. uh, you know brainy into that there's there would be there's some good stories that you could work yeah. with that so
1: a lot of good stories to be told there and a lot of um yeah a lot of really solid um some solid fits there that it would, it would it would be a good fit so that is, um, yeah, that is a great call out. Thank you, uh, David. Uh, Rachel also emailed us to tell us, uh, remind us that Kenny had been seen uh, back in 306 Midvale, uh, and he did die. So, yeah, glad that the crisis brought him back. Um, he wa- and, and Rachel goes on to add, I also enjoyed his scenes with Brandy. They were a lot of fun. And I, I agree. They were actually a really fun duo um, yep. in a way that great I wasn't, chemistry. wasn't really expecting. Yeah, yeah, great chemistry. I don't remember if we talked about this last week. Um, this is not really Professor Comics Corner, but this, this email reminded me um, that I don't think this is a reference, but Kenny, th- there's not a Kenny in Supergirl lore that I'm aware of. But there is a, a Kenny in Superman lore um, in, the, in the post-crisis era, uh, the Man of Steel, John Byrne, late 80s, early 90s era, um, when, when Clark is growing up in Smallville, uh, he has a friend, Kenny Braverman. Um, and, and that's uh, that is a character, a long standing character in the comics for a long time. And actually, Kenny Braverman uh, then grows up to become Conduit.
0: Um, oh, yep. Oh, yep, yep, yep. OK. So so, uh, so I'm going to say yes, Professor Comics Corner, because a big thing in this episode is Kenny being brave. Right. That's his whole, <laughs> whole thing. Braver man. So he's the braver man. Yeah. That's true. And he hey, lingers around. So I'm going to say that, yes, that is Professor right. Thomas Corner. It is the same guy. Also, I had a conduit action figure when I was a kid, nice. and it was one of my favorites. I didn't even know nice. the character name, but it was just a super cool design, and I loved it so much.
1: Very cool design in that, that, 90s, that 90s look. Uh, very, very cool. I'm putting a link to conduit in the show notes for anyone who's was interested, but um I guess it's sort of an impromptu Professor Comics Warner, but, but unofficial. It's a boot bootleg Professor Comics Warner. Um hey, thank you to everyone who emailed us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com. We appreciate that so much. Supergirl TV Talk is brought to you by you and everyone else at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. If you are supporting us there, thank you so much for what you do. That helps us to keep making these shows Keeps us live and loud and independent, and makes it possible for us to keep covering this show all the way through to the end of the series. But you know what? Even after this show ends, and and sadly, my friends, Super World TV Talk one day will will say goodbye. But uh, we have a bunch of other shows at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com Dot uh, com, where where we are. Are making lots of fun podcasts that we think you folks are gonna are gonna love if you're not already enjoying them. Beer with Geeks is a, a real fun show where Tim and I talk about our uh, the, the geek topics of the week and sometimes uh, a lot of pop culture nostalgia as well. Uh, and our friends at Hate Watch with us do all kinds of really. They just did a whole month uh, talking about different shows, different like reality shows about trains, about people like riding the rails. Um it was a delight. <laughs> and actually they're doing a new they just launched a new uh, project where they're doing they're gonna do a rewatch of Everwood um one week at a time. Uh so season by season. So lots of fun shows and you can help support them by supporting us at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio buck a month. Helps to keep all of our, our shows uh going. So thank you so much for for supporting us
0: there. Tim Tell me a little bit about this episode. Do we have some vital stats? We do have some stats. It's season six, episode six, titled "Prom Again," written by Rob Wright and Jess Carter. Sorry, I, I,
1: I hate to do this again, but it's "Prom Again." Prom Again!
0: Exclamation point. <laughs> yep. I like that in the. I like that in the time travel episodes. You made the same joke again like yes, we reverse well, back to it yes that's that it. was we good back to it that was good that was a nice callback and also <laughs> yeah. a time travel joke all at the there same you go. time there you go. directorial debut frank of kyler lee uh, alex herself um and we will talk about that as the show goes on first let's wrap this with that was a good bit i'll start Proper intergalactic authorities slash space cops, aka the Green Lanterns. Yes. Which is cool, even though he's even though he's Brainy's later like, no. Nah. we're gonna drop it off at the DEO. Yes. <laughs> no Green Lanterns in this show. No, but Yet. I have more to say about that Ooh. later. Right. So um so we'll keep going. But a uh, little bit of a Green Lantern plug there. Anyway, Frank, you go. Uh, I love that there was another another play from Kenny and Kara's playbook when he goes, Kara, Speed Racer! Yeah, that, I I enjoyed that, but I was also trying to figure out what was Speed Racer about it. Kind of like Groundhog Day, we were like, what? It
1: wasn't, yeah, it was just like underground, so like, okay, a groundhog comes from underground, I guess, and this was like... Use your super speed, like yeah. Speed Racer. Like, I know, I know. Very tenuous connections here. Yeah, so,
0: but ten- I love the tenuous connections, but also the playbook itself is like barely anything. Yeah, It's like, car Speed Racer, a.k.a. just go fast.
1: You know, they were just getting started. They were just kids. They were just, they were just starting to super, which apparently throughout this whole uh, two-parter, they keep using super as a verb. So she was just supering for the first time. You know, it was all new.
0: Yeah, I like the supering as a – as a, speaking of a good bit, I like supering as a verb because, you know, obviously she knows who she is, who her cousin is, and, like, her connection to Superman. So sure. I like that she kind of takes a part of that as part of her identity early and uses it as a verb. Um, at least she's not the, you know, the red streak or something like the – Oh, red the red-blue blur like on Smallville? The blue blur. That's what it is. Yeah, I could not remember. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Lois needs better naming abilities. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so Nia, this this actually wrapped into the sh- show, um, and we could talk about it a bit later, but I did like the good bit of, like, Nia dreaming of a cougar and that, like, cougar is Cat Grant. And, like, I just thought that I, all of that was well done, and we'll talk about it later with Cat, but I had it in my good bit because I wasn't sure if it was going to go anywhere at first. So, sure. um But I felt like that was... That felt like more of an obvious dream to me than Nia I was like. I don't know what this means, and I was like, I I know what that I means. mean. Yeah, like, <laughs> come on, Nia, this is your job. Did, did, did <laughs> yeah. PW throw
1: throw you off, or did you know what that was?
0: PW actually did throw me off. I was not I was not thinking with my Same. analysis hat. I wasn't uh, thinking fourth dimensionally. Nope, no, you yeah. were not, and neither was yeah. I. Okay, you go.
1: All right, uh, so Mitch, the alien, who's uh, you know the the sidekick there to mm-hmm. uh, to what's his name. A uh, naxim torque. Uh, I love. He picks up. Uh, cat grant. Or should, I, should I say C J. Grant's? Uh, blackberry. He goes. This doesn't
0: smell like a blackberry. Which I, that was good. I also <laughs> like that he knows what a blackberry smells like. Like, is that something that's that true. spans across the galaxy?
1: Hey, that's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, because they're they're supposedly pretty new to Earth. So yeah, that's a that's a good call. I didn't think of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I loved. Nia and Brainy dancing alone on the ship. I thought that was like a that was a very cute high school prom moment, but for them, and I just think again, it wraps into Storytime Village, but I just like aesthetically it just really worked for me. I thought like it was shot well um, lit well, you know, using the ship's lights, like and yeah. electronics, as the mood lighting. It was stuff really like nice. that was that's fun. That was fun it was for really me. Really
1: nicely lit and nicely shot. Yeah, it was a nice little moment and like earned, earned little moment for them to to have a little moment of sort of, you know, tenderness, intimacy. Just it was, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of dancing, the prom playlist was was pretty great and very very much like on. On point for the for the time. I m- remember, we were questioning sort of like the was up was a little earlier than two thousand nine. Like, mm-hmm. with, but the the music though, Paparazzi by Lady Gaga that came out like that year, maybe the year before. Bulletproof by Larue, like that was that year. Too sexy by Right Said Fred. Right, not that not that year, but it's a classic. Um, but anyway, I loved I loved hearing that they they shelled out for the licensing the big music on this one, uh, yep. the, the Gaga and the Larue and all that stuff. So that was that was fun. I like that. I enjoyed I- that a lot because that was. You know, that was around the same time
0: that I I was,
1: that I was, that I had my prom. So, like, that's, I remember that music.
0: You also don't have to, like, prom music, like, it's not like, oh, this, your prom is in 2011, so you can only play songs that came out in 2011. Like, that's not how.
1: DJing but I like works. that they did use music that was current at the
0: time. Me too. I yeah, kids I love that listen. too. Yeah, um, but I like that it was around that time. They weren't like That's right. these are So the right. only songs that came out this year, you know. So I enjoyed that. I especially loved the teacher dancing to Too Sexy. I thought yes. that was hilarious.
1: Is that when you're chaperoning events? Do you do you, do you sometimes like find yourself like dancing where when you think no one's watching? Oh, totally. Yeah, T-
0: you totally dance it, and especially when the like the music's like a little more from your era. Sure, you absolutely
1: absolutely that's true I bet yeah I didn't really do the math there but I, I bet that is more of like music from her era so that's that's funny I didn't mm-hmm. think of it that way yeah uh, oh, that is such a funny moment yeah I had that one too uh, the too sexy um, okay this one's a Superman nerd moment and it's it's not a direct direct reference but it's close enough I love that and we we they talked in, last week about Kara was gonna stop this meteor from hitting the gym um, but um, seeing it Actually watching it and seeing Supergirl, you know, Kara, fly at the meteor and stop it. We're going to see it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminded me, that was, that felt like at least the tip of the hat to Panic in the Sky. Panic in the Sky is a classic Adventures of Superman episode. And by Adventures of Superman, I mean the 50s George Reeves TV show. Mm-hmm. One of the black and white episodes from the early part of the run of the show. And it was it's, it's a classic, like an instant loved uh, uh, Superman uh, story where he he stops a meteor from hitting Earth, and then he has amnesia for a couple of days, and he forgets who he is, and and uh, and he still manages to to keep the secret. Like he, the secret doesn't get exposed of his, his identity, and then he gets his memory back, and he he saves the planet from from this falling meteor. Um, I way over uh, way uh, uh, oversimplified it. It's a very fun episode and and a classic for a reason. But anyway, there have been many. Uh, references to Panic in the Sky throughout Superman lore ever since it's one of the most referenced things. I think. I mean, there have been comic, uh, comic book stories named Panic in the Sky, and there have been other, other Superman shows and movies since then have had like, you know, a, something about Superman stopping a a meteor. So when I saw that shot of Kara flying straight towards the meteor, it, it I mean, it visually looked very similar to the, mm-hmm. the shot from the from the original panic in the sky so that felt like whether intentional or not i like to think maybe it was i want to say it was a a nod a nod to that because that's a very beloved story Um, i'm gonna say it didn't have the amnesia angle to it and stuff but just the the fact of a super uh uh, knocking a, a meteor off its course
0: i'm gonna say totally intentional i yours i think is correct i thought of um Oh gosh, uh, the magnetic telescope, the Fleischer cartoon, oh, where he sure. hits the magnetic beam and he flies, and he keeps getting hit and he knocks. Yes. like thats yes, yes, that, yes that, that's, that's what cool yeah, that's what I thought of. Just the, just the framing of it, but I think yours is, yours is closer. Um, it was good. Um, I also I enjoyed um, I enjoyed uh, hang on to your jeggings sister. <laughs> like, They're not yes. Jeggings. Um, again, how does he know what jeggings are? How did he know what a Blackberry was? He's very interested in Earth culture.
1: Maybe that's it. Maybe he, like, read the Wikipedia on on Earth. Yeah, Mitch
0: just loves Earth. He loves stuff. Mm -hmm. He's an Earth nerd. What do you want?
1: What can I say? Yeah. Um, I only have a couple more here, but um, I I only have a couple more here, so why don't you you do another one? Why don't you double up and give me another
0: one? I will double up. Um, I liked Brainy trying to sing 9 to 5. Because he was like, this is how he learned to cope about things. So he's like, I've just, I got to do it right now. And yes. he like keeps doing it through the episode. It's real fun, but it's so never bad. right. Like, he never, all- like, it's not right. Whatever he's drum. singing, uh, it's good. I enjoyed uh, that.
1: It's so, so bad. It's great. Um, I love, uh, when they realize how bad they've messed up, with Brainy and Nia have messed up uh, with with the whole changing the timeline. <laughs> I love the the little exchange where Brainy's like, "We have irre- irrevocably changed space and time," and they're like, "You say that a lot." And he's like, "Yes, but this time it's true."
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I like I all I along those lines. I also like he's like, "Oh yeah, we have a twenty percent success rate." Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That means terrible. we eighty percent chance of failing. <laughs> You're like, "Oh yes, it's terrible." <laughs> it's, yes. it's good.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, Alex uh, lock, lock picking, and she's like, "I learned that in college." Lies. I feel like that's lies. Maybe she didn't learn it at
1: like in class, but maybe she learned it sneaking around the dorms with her friends. Oh, sure, we like know it. she was
0: a bit of a rebellious. She had a yeah. rebellious stage and stuff, right, but. Right. I don't know. I just wanted there to be mm. more to that than Maybe. than what Maybe we were we'll getting. Maybe more of the story. Do you think, I, I bet
1: it was a lot of fun for Kyler to be directing this episode and get to direct another actor playing her
0: character. But it was fun and intimidating for um, for both of them,
1: actually. For both of them, yeah, honestly. But I, I, I as, while I was watching that episode, in a, I think I thought of it in particular when Alex is dropping off Kara at prom in the car, um, mm-hmm. the whole scene with like, the, you know, don't wear a mask, you always wear a mask. Yep. Um I was like, wow, it must have been really. Like, she had to. I was noticing how well she was capturing the character, and I'm like, well, she was directed by the uh, actor who owns or, that character. So, yeah, it makes sense. yeah.
0: Right. Alex is an original character, too. Right? So, like, Kyler has, like, she is the standard. Like, there, you know, exactly. there's nothing else to go off of.
1: Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She knows best. Mm hmm um let's see uh i did you catch the balloon boy reference i didn't well
0: no no i didn't that was when i was on the phone with perry yes and she's like
1: yeah uh a balloon boy was the thing that happened in 2009 it was this incident where oh, is this? Is this ringing bells oh, now? Oh
0: yeah, I could it I thought I was reading. You know, balloon boy reference, and I'm like, is that a Cat Grant thing? Like, I was trying oh. to go back into Smallville and remember forgetting that balloon boy was a real thing. Okay, but please, continue. it was a real thing.
1: Okay, so you do remember it was? A, it was a thing. I'll I'll drop it in show notes as, as I do. Um, but um, yeah, there was this thing where everyone was talking about this hot air balloon one day in 2009. This hot air balloon that was like running amok, and that there was like a eight year old, ten year old boy. Who was in it, and it was just it was flying off with this kid in it. never and it, it, I remember it from being on Twitter at the time, and it was like a huge thing. It was what everyone was talking about on, on Twitter, and it was this huge, huge, huge thing, um, and uh, and then it, it turned out that. Um, the The parents were lying, and their kid wasn't trapped in it at all. It was a hoax. That's um, right. So, like CNN was covering it, and everyone was talking about it on Twitter, and then the balloon came down, and there was no kid in the in the basket after all. <laughs> so It's kind of a fascinating thing. Um, but anyway, I, I loved that reference because it was a very timely thing, and I remember where I was when that when that happened. Um, so that was so that was fun for me.
0: You always remember the big events in your life, and Balloon Boy was clearly a big event was yep, a big yep. for Frank.
1: The day the day you get married, the day you have your first kid, the day that you see Balloon Boy happen, all of it. All the big the big moments in
0: life. Big yep. days. Um Dreamers, Dream Weapons, taking something out of a dream and using it in the real world. Very cool.
1: Very cool.
0: Love that. Loved the um fuchsia mixed with her blue. Thought it created a cool contrast. Blue. Bluesha indeed. Um, I liked Kara's exposition about growing up and everything. And she's like, "I'm not sure, like, about this, about this, about this." But I'm not even sure I know how to make rice. Yeah, one hundred percent Kara Danvers. Yeah, I know. Amazing, amazing, weird, out there thing to think about. Um, and I just thought that was w- lovely,
1: such a quirky, like, dorky. and, and maybe that explains her love of like takeout food so much.
0: It could be, <laughs> maybe she still doesn't know how to make rice.
1: Terrible cook, you know, maybe that's it. I don't know. Get her an oh, instant God. pot. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I liked Mia's, uh, Mia's, Nia's, um, I'm mirroring, I'm minoring in performance art. Yes,
1: that was <laughs> such a funny, uh. Oh. Oh, that 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 whole interaction with her and and Cat was was really funny. But that was, yeah, that was the
0: Cat was hilarious. gone by the time that Nia got on the show, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. So this this is this is really the most interaction they've had,
1: right? Well, that's why she's like, "Do I know you?" And she's like, "No, but I know you because she Cat doesn't know her, but." But uh, Nia works for her technically, so she knows who she is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but no, they haven't haven't interacted before now.
0: Yeah, very good stuff. Yeah, Uh, Frank, those are some good bits. Frank, all around good bits. Let's talk about Professor Comics Corner, shall we? Frank, you start.
1: All right. Um, Yeah, I did. uh, I did want to throw one in here, and this is just something I forgot to mention last week, um, and I I totally should have. But I love that we're talking about Cat Grant trying to. Claw her way out of the gossip column um, claw because she's a cat because she's a cat she's a panther, yeah, right uh, a blusia panther um I love that she that she is trying to 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 get out of the gossip column because that is where in the comics cat grant traditionally has has usually been she was a, a gossip columnist at the daily planet she's been portrayed as not usually we probably talked about this back in season one but not usually the the um the 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 boss lady that she is on this show um traditionally she was more of a stereotype more of kind of a ditzy character um uh not not the feminist icon that she is here i much prefer this version me too uh, but but yeah so going back to the comics going back and going back to like Lois and clark um she was more of the gossip columnist character
0: mm-hmm that's good. Uh, I thought that Kara's prom dress looked like Supergirl's costume from the Future State books. That just I threw it into our sh- I threw I a picture into our show notes so you can see like between the sleeves the cut down the middle and the poofiness of the uh, on, uh, under the waist. I was like, oh, probably not uh, like influenced. Like it, I think it's like it doesn't. The timeline wouldn't overlap. Exactly, for it to be an actual Easter egg or something like that. But I thought it was interesting that two different properties involving Kara have her wearing something similar.
1: That is interesting. That is really
0: interesting. That is not her traditional, you know, super suit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hmm. I'm going to throw that in in the show notes for folks listening as well so so they can enjoy that. Yeah, that is very interesting, and I... Maybe not a direct correlation, but still interesting that that, that that happened.
0: Yep. Um why was that a decision? I have one, and it's not a huge one, but the the Kryptonite is very in, is inconsistent here on the show. It's the first time that she encounters Kryptonite, Kara, on the show, and um there's like, she's covered in green, right? You know, like the, her veins are all green. And she's walking around. She's like, oh, what's the problem? And then later, she, you don't, she's got no green on her. And she's like, oh, man, I don't feel so good. And I'm like, this, one of these things is not the way it should be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that was, maybe it was just a, the way it was shot. They didn't shoot in sequence. And they were like, oh, no, she's fine by now. Oh, wait, no way, she's not. And so, um, so it was just kind of like, eh, it's not there was a a good through line i do yeah yeah right
1: it was yes it wasn't super consistent i i didn't think much of it in the moment but but i see your point i guess i just sort of thought again i didn't give it much thought but i guess i just sort of thought of it as like oh i guess she i mean she got away from it like the second time that she hit the meteor uh you know and she was like you know inside voices please um it seemed like there wasn't much Debris around her, kryptonite debris around her, so that's mm-hmm. why she was recovering from it so quickly. But yeah, I don't know. It wasn't consistent. You're right.
0: Yep, it was more the if if she wasn't so green, like right. in the scene where she's walking around and talking and there's no problem. I would have, bet, I probably wouldn't have thought about it at all. It's the but when they're like that poisoned, you're like, oh, you can barely move, and then right. so that's that's just what, kind of what threw me. But that's okay.
1: It's. It's a it's a long-standing tradition of inconsistency around kryptonite poisoning when it's convenient for the story. (laughs) Going back, proud
0: super family mythos tradition, right?
1: Proud eighty plus year tradition.
0: Exactly, Um, Frank. You love it. I love it. It's back. The Cat Grant quote of the week. Um, Because it's not because we know it's not permanent. I have three. I'm not going to choose. They were all good. Um, Yeah. I like like a journalist lady gaga i kept my poker face <laughs> amazing <laughs> I love that
1: i love that with italian with the the uh paparazzi song uh earlier too you know just yep. full of lady mm-hmm. gaga
0: all the gaga um I, I when when everything hits the fan and she's like everyone in the world is going to know that name kira <laughs>
1: Yes! So, Such a good moment! Such a good was, mo- if I
0: had to pick one, if I was
1: only going to pick one Cat Grant quote of the week, this would be it.
0: Because Tierra. it's it's consistent from yes! from all the way back in the pilot. It's just, she just Well, what's interesting is that when Cat actually does leave she calls her Kara, remember? Um, when, like she the, leaves, when, when, when she, she leaves the show, right, when she right. leaves Cat you know, she does call her Kara. And so, but I just like that there's just something in her that like just can't say Kara.
1: Can't say that name. Also can't say Kenny's name, apparently.
0: <laughs> nope. Maybe it's the K. She has an, a aversion. She has aversion to hard K sounds or hard C sounds that are not her own name. I don't I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Um but that was fun. And I also love if you say Lois Lane, I will expire. That was <laughs> That was oh, fantastic. Yeah. oh, I know you. If you say Lois Lane, I will expire.
1: I loved that. I loved the ongoing the ongoing hatred for Lois is is hilarious, uh, and I love that they got they managed to get one last week and one this week, um, and then if I had to, there was one that I had and I sort of scratched it, but I'm gonna throw it in here. If uh, I love when she says, uh, "Oh, I I know how to I know how to push people's buttons," as my my ex husband will attest.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was good too. I very much liked that. Oh, it's good stuff. All right, Frank. Story time. Village. Not right, tons in. not tons to say in here because it's really wrapping up a lot of the stuff from last week and they covered so much ground from last week this is like it's almost like 90% was covered in part one and you're really just kind of capping off the story here Um, this episode for me felt like it could have been one episode but they were trying to stretch to the mid-season break so they turned this one into two episodes and and it just kind of it went a little bit – it didn't go as far in the second episode that I thought that maybe it needed to to create a really fleshed out n- – I get that. N- – to say new things. Um, sure. But most of the groundwork was laid last
1: week. And, yeah. And, and a lot – not was even just payoff. the groundwork,
0: but like they kind of built floors one and two Yeah, and, <laughs> and most of three, and they were really just kind of putting the roof on –
1: this was the the cap capping it off, the the, yeah. the, the crowning achievement at the end. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. That's definitely what what happened. I did notice they made they made some references. It it did feel like it was almost like it had been one episode, or like it was almost like it was intended to air in one night or something at some point because they made references without um, acknowledging them. Like they had Kara, I am sorry, they had uh, Nia and Brainy make some use some of their their two thousand slang that they were throwing around last week, right? And they used it again. But without acknowledging it, just just doing it and uh, like saying like um, totes and things like that mm-hmm. without really letting it sit. So it was almost like they wrote it in a way that they expected the audience to remember that joke. And I don't know yep. if it was if a lot of people did.
0: I I, did. I You know, it's you know, what is funny? We for the past couple of weeks, we've talked about coming back from the commercial break and going, you know, the basic, like, the catch-up, like, okay, well, in case you forgot, blah, blah, blah. And there was nothing like that here.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, I mean, I don't know if it was supposed to air in one night at all, but maybe it was supposed to be one episode, and they had to go back in and cut it into... Two Or something like that but That's
1: kind of what I'm wondering Yeah, if something like that happened somewhere along the way
0: Yeah, so I don't know But either way, let's talk about Brainy first Because he's finishing up his high school experience um, From last week, you know Dealing with emotions and all this stuff It really wraps his coming-of-age emotional story Like his emotional narrative um, He says you're not, you're not meant to suppress the bad emotions You're simply meant to endure them uh, and that is um, that, that was is a nice closure superhero mantra. But yes. I I like that Brainy's emotionally like um, charged story ends at prom basically because that's where so many high school experiences really end. The only thing they don't attend is graduation, right? Right, and. and And so for a lot of ways, like the emotional buildup is here at prom and everything gets released and that's that. And it's Nia there to be there um, for him in that moment. And I just really I enjoyed that for Brainy.
1: Yeah. 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 I I, I like that that closure for them, especially after the last like three or four episodes have been really, really that they've been building that that up all season, really. But in particular, I feel like the last three or four episodes have been a a big focus um, on that on that aspect uh, of Brainy and Nia, uh, so it was nice to see that sort of get it felt like they were sort of tying that up a little bit, maybe not entirely, but but giving it some closure and i 'm curious to see where I feel like the next couple of episodes are going to be very focused on Kara coming back from the zone and all that stuff, so maybe less time for the for brainy 's emotions so we're yes we're sort of closing closing off on that for now anyway
0: mm-hmm. no i I absolutely agree. Um, Alex starts to loosen her tension between her and Kara. you know she acknowledges that. She was kind of going hardo because that's what, you know, dad told her to do right. and was protect and all but all of her those the way that she presented all of that was all because of fear of losing her and the grief of losing her father and like right. all this stuff and and so and that's very also very consistent with Alex's character. Um and I but I liked that because this is probably the last time that we'll see mid-veil versions of these characters, and right, so right. we're we like we've we've positioned them in the television world to then lead directly into their relationship in the pilot. You know that's Where, right. where Alex is still protective, but less so than we see her at the age that they are. That's um, true.
1: That's very true. Yes, I like I I love that. I love that it's sort of now like you can see where okay, however many years, couple of years are between. Uh, this this last time we see them in Midvale, likely the last time we see them in Midvale, and the first time we see them in the pilot, and I love the consistency of that, of of, of seeing that. You can sort of see the arc and fill in the gaps, right, of, of what we don't see. But I also like that this is what's motivating Alex today to get her sister out of the Phantom Zone. Like, mm-hmm. she lost her father. Her father left her like sort of in charge of the family, um, and now her sister has been, for all intents and purposes, lost, and she's desperate to get her back. And we have seen in the last several episodes the impact that that has had on, on Alex um, and and the guilt, the sort of survivor's guilt that she feels. And this is where that comes from. This is why she feels that way and why she feels it as intensely as it does. Sure, anyone would miss their beloved sister. But Alex, in a particular way, misses her sister because of this fear, this anxiety, this this. Mm-hmm. You see wh- how it was instilled in her and you can see how that connects to the present day.
0: Yep. Yeah. It, I like that. This, uh, very much like that. This was written by Rob Wright and just Cardos because they they've been with these characters almost longer than anybody right? has on the show. Besides the actors, really, you know, because they spend every day talking, you know, basically talking about them and being them. So there's a there's a tr- true consistency here that i appreciate that you don't get from a lot of television shows you know because writing teams can change you know all the like from one season to the other and so characters kind of can go off in weird directions you didn't expect them to and all of this stuff but but six, six seasons we've been here we're looking at the same people um and where we're wrapping back to the beginning and I, I like that a lot i like it um nia is still kind of wondering what's next for her. Right. You know, because there's still the, you know, like, you know, mom's not around to teach me. She knows she can't talk to her, you know, and all, even though they're in the past and blah, blah, blah. And it's almost funny that Nia, if you look at the high school setting is like where Brainy's like ready to graduate, you know, like I did my emotions, everyone. I did it. And Nia's like, I need more school. <laughs> like yeah. I need to go to college to, to learn school things. Uh, and I think that's that's good because even though we've put like a cap on Brainy story, we know that Nia still has more to learn, more to grow, to be the actual legend that you know she becomes in the 31st century.
1: And they're really doing a nice job of having her, like having her learn how to do how to use her powers and have them manifest, you know, have the dreams manifest physically. Mm-hmm. Is a, I feel like a huge step for her that is going to, I would guess, is going to play a big role in i wouldn't be surprised if that plays a big role in like the finale of the of this season right of the, of the series where where whatever however nia is is pitching in with the team with team supergirl like she's going to be using that power a lot yep. um in a significant way so it's it's cool to see her continuing to grow and in this time when kara and supergirl are not in the picture they have spent some time with with Brainy with Nia who we don't normally spend a ton of time with you wouldn't normally get an episode centered around them um and uh and there's some growth there you got Brainy like I like how you said graduating uh from from the school of emotions and and Nia learning her powers coming into her own and becoming more of a you know a, more of a superhero it's all really really cool and I like how every character gets attention the attention that they deserve
0: mm mm-hmm. mhm Yep, absolutely. Let's talk about Kara herself. Um, so she's last episode. We talked about her being afraid of forgetting her past enjoying Earth being normal, all that stuff. She talks about supering in space. She had, supering in space has a nice ring to it. And here's my here's where I want to go back and talk about the space cops in the back.
1: Ah.
0: It is is this where we're going with the end of Kara's journey? Is she going to space? Are we like, is she going, is she going to, if Supergirl is, Supergirl's the thing in this universe that, that basically starts the Legion, right? That, you know, she's the one that inspires the birth of the Legion of superheroes, not Superman, Supergirl. And so, if she if they're talking about brainy's throwaway, like you know intergalactic authorities space cops you know all that stuff and kara's whole thing is about uniting people together wouldn't it be wonderful if this show ends with kara uniting the planets like she's the one that that is she's the one that starts um the um oh you, it is just called the United Plan no it's the United
1: Federation oh. the Federation she starts Star Trek
0: no that, that is not makes
1: true that and that's where Brainy that's why Brainy likes Star Trek so much is because she started it but he can't
0: tell anybody that yet because he's from the future no. no 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 Frank you know you're doing it wrong okay. hold on keep talking I oh, look are you talking this up.
1: about isn't it just called the United Planets is, is uh, that is that what maybe. you're talking about.
0: No, it's got a um, fancier name than that, doesn't it? Uh,
1: I don't think
0: so. I think it's called the United Planet. No, United like, I mean, Feder...
1: Keep talking. I'm fine. In, no, it, the United Planet is nope. governing body active in the 30th and 31st century in DC Comics. It is the... Oh, okay. All right. The Legion of Superheroes and Science Police, along with other armed forces, uh, 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 defend this interstellar nation.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, United Planet. United the United Plants. Yeah. All right. Or so anyway, sure. let's go. Let's go back to that. Then uh, like, are we yeah. talking are, like is that would be the, a very logical way for Kara's story on Earth to end? Totally.
1: That would totally be a very, very logical, sensible way for her story to end. And it would. It would make it it would explain why she's not popping up in, in Superman and Lois very often. Right. I'm I'm assuming she won't be. Um, very often, if at all, and and while they haven't felt the need to ex- to explain those things, and they have they don't need to. Um, me as a fan, I like to have a head of like, oh well, it's because she's busy, she's off world. Right. Sure. So 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 for me, you're basically doing the opposite
0: of what we did for Supergirl for so long. Like, why is Clark just texting her? It's that. It's that.
1: It's that. It's me doing that. So there you go. So, yes, that would be a great explanation. Or what if she
0: just goes to the future with Brainy? Like when he goes back to the 31st century, what if she goes with him? Uh, Maybe. I mean, I did think that. But so but this show is always about. Kara being a refugee, right? That's the That's beginning. Right. I am Kara zor I'm a refugee on this planet. She's never exactly she's not exactly comfortable on Earth. She That's never right. has been. Because like like she loves her family, she loves, you know, like her, her job and her this and all that, but she's always like like look searching for her identity somewhere. Yeah. But her, but like but like, or her role, I guess. Not even like her identity, but her role. And her whole thing is about instilling hope, inspiring others, and blah, blah, blah. And so if she can do that not just for Earth, but she can do that for the galaxy and bring the galaxy together, you know, then then she's supering in space. She's not just—she, um, she as a refugee, as somebody that can reach out to somebody, like, people beyond her own race— can't she bring them all together and that's really like like that's what she's always been about and it's always usually what every season is roughly about it always dances it always dances around that especially like season uh season 4 and 5 yes. there's a lot of that um so um so that's I'm that this is my season 1 John Jones is the like you know he's the the, the summer man hunter like this is i think that she's going off to at least start the United Planets. That's how I feel I, like this is going to end. I think,
1: I think you're on to something. I think you're on to something. I think that the yeah, that's a really good point about the refugee story has been a consistent thing that she has identified with, and they've they've told that story in different ways over the seasons. And what more fitting way for her to to end this, end this story. Then for her to go off and start something that um that helps people like her and helps people unites the planets so that there are no more interstellar refugees.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. exactly. I love yeah. that. I love exactly. that. I am but, I subscribe to your theory. Alright, well see let's see if it comes to fruition because it's it's literally based on a throwaway Green Lantern reference and Superman Super ring in Space has a nice ring.
1: It does, but it's also it feels it feels appropriate for the show
0: and yeah it, yeah it, mm. this these episodes were not written by like guest writers, right? right you know like these are the shepherds of Supergirl and so whenever they write something, that means it's with intention for what's coming next or because th- those are the episodes that they end up writing the important ones, which means we we really have to read into what they're telling us so but yeah. anyway, that's that's what I think is going to happen.
1: I think you're right. This I think and while the one, last thing I'll say on that this season has been very coherent and cohesive because they clearly had the time to like whiteboard stuff out because they had so much extra time to before before this mm-hmm. shooting um, because of covid. So I think that little connections like that are much more likely like a, a little connection like a throwaway line about Supergirl in space um, is much more likely to happen and to be meaningful. In this season because they had time to pepper in things like that at, because they probably knew where they were going. So I wouldn't I wouldn't I would give yourself more credit than, you, than you're giving yourself because a throwaway line like that is more meaningful this season than it would be other seasons. No, I, I
0: think you're I think you're especially when, you know, the show is ending where they're always thinking now they're thinking about the end game. You know, it's not like it's we're not in the second season six. is like Superheroes are a perpetual second act story. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah. you set up the origin and then you're constantly telling a story where they're just going and going and going but not here because right. it's the final season. This will so, have an ending. This ha- right there must be an ending and so they they have to pepper in that ending not just for the season but for the show. So there one two there you go. One there you go. Um Kara is not torn um in helping Kenny but Alex is and that's also I think consistent with Kara's character she's like no I I might be dying but I have to go help and I mm-hmm. just and Alex is like Ooh, well, well protective I'm being protective you know and stuff like that. but I also like within that there was this bit of like I need some fresh air I just need to be in the regular light you know getting That um, like they're figuring Kryptonite out. They're figuring out her powers just as much as anybody else, even though that car has a better understanding of how they work because of Clark already. So she
1: has the benefit of learning from him.
0: That's correct. Yep. I love that. Um, Speaking of Kenny, though, we have to talk about Kenny is Kenny's inferiority complex. That's kind of the, the, you know, his thing. He says it's not. uh, And, you know, Brainy tells him it's not like how big your adventure is, but who you're having it with you know, like, because he, like, this whole thing where he almost dies and he pretends to be um, Kryptonian and is it for, is he overprotective of Kara or is it the adventure that he's seeking and all of this stuff is, my questions become his questions, which I, I, I thought was really, which was really great. And I loved Kat's, like, you're a hero speech, you know, she's like, great. I am trained in the art of. Journalism, yes, you know, yes, I this. can,
1: I can read you like in two seconds, and I can see that you are preternaturally intelligent. Of whatever she says, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was a great little, that was a great little pep talk she gave him. I'm like, give, I want someone to give me pep talks like that. That was awesome.
0: Yep, absolutely. I there. Kara and Kenny, they, their stories are mirroring each other because, like, Kara mm-hmm. needs to move on. She knows she needs to move on from Kenny in some way because he's the comfy blanket She like that she won't challenge herself if he's there. And that's exactly what she is for him where they could just – I don't want to say stay in mediocrity, but like they could just like they're never going to expand their horizons, which is also right. such a high school thing, like to break up at the prom because oh you're God, going yeah. to college. Like, like, so, like if they if we
1: were gonna like check off boxes of like high school experiences that we got to have in these last two episodes, that would be one of them, right? Yep. Like, like yep, have that one too, have that one too, uh, have a disaster that stops prom from happening, uh, so like all these different things. Um, yeah. Really felt very very. <laughs> it was it was a good it was a good uh uh encapsulation of the high school uh mm-hmm. end of high school experience yeah yeah it it is um mediocrity is it it's it's more about like you're destined for greater things or you're you're you you could stay where you're comfortable, you could stay in your comfort zone, or you could break out of your comfort zone and it's and it's either are... you could
0: be the biggest fish in the pond or you could go swim in the ocean. And yeah. they both know they need to swim in the ocean, even though ponds are freshwater and the ocean is saltwater. So I don't know how they're gonna survive, Frank.
1: You know, I, I well she's Kryptonian, so that's that. Oh, that's, that's fine be...
0: then. Yeah. Kenny is yeah. and, and gotta brave. become conduit or he's gonna be screwed. Got... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now that we've established that Kenny is probably a reference in some ways to Kenny Braverman, um, then I'm, like, really hoping he actually does come back as conduit in some way.
1: I mean, we got we got the rest of the season. That would be a fun thing if he popped back up.
0: Wouldn't it be great if, like, you know, because everyone's always con- – so people are very concerned about shipping, right? You know, and, like, whose car we're going to end up with by the end of the season – she doesn't need to end up with anybody. She's her own person. Like, sure. but if we have to go in that direction, uh, Kenny is my uh, Kenny's my fave so far. Okay,
1: all right, I like. This. Yeah, this if is... Monel
0: doesn't come back for the meta of that, even though sure, I don't sure. think Kara and Monel are actually like meant to be together like I, I like the the meta aspect better than the character aspect because they're married in real life yes but i would love that like i would love that if car went in this direction and kenny went in this direction and they reunite and then they go to space to start the united planets or that's... whatever because that's their next horizon which is them in the barn looking yes. at the stars and but they're doing it for real there's like yes. a lot of oh see? my god this See, is and they can be they can there. be
1: off in space, starting the United Planets, and watching Monty Python just like they wanted to be. Exactly, exactly. Beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. Really, mm-hmm. it's like
0: poetry. It rhymes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I know what you did. That was a Star Wars reference, Frank, and I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, um, Revenge. If yeah, you're interested well, in Star you know. Wars, listen to the Gospel according to Lucas. Uh, there
1: you go. Yes, and, uh, and a belated uh, a happy uh, May the Fourth be
0: with you to all who Thank here. you, thank you, and a re- a very merry Revenge of the Fifth to you as well. Mm. Yes, uh, yeah. yes. F- frank i need to talk about unbiased journalism and cat grant and all of the things that she's doing so mm. she's doing all these like unethical things in, in terms of journalism yeah. right she's like using a drone to spy on people without you know she, but she's not getting their consent you know for any of this stuff and it's nice they break you know they she asked the aliens out of prison and she's like oh well i mean that was an accident but can i quote you you know yeah, right stuff like that um but I liked that this like tiny little story of Cat Grant being in Midvale and like doing this thing is all about her quote unquote like breaking out of the cage of the patriarchal journalist the journal structure that is for her Perry White. Yeah, you know and- that's
1: a really that is a awesome awesome call. That is some really great imagery, uh symbolism that I I absolutely love that, especially talking about. Her coming from the yeah like coming from the gossip column and and Perry trying to sort of push her down and keep her in the gossip column and have her cover Balloon Boy when she's trying to break a real story and and Nia gives her the 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 confidence to to realize that she can you know she doesn't have to do it Perry tells her she's she's better than that and right. uh, and this Perry in this in this case represents the patriarchy and she's going to break free of that escape the cage uh, that has his initials on it. And uh, and and that's what starts Catco. I love that, and I love when she draws the Mm -hmm. doodle little the little uh, panther on the uh, on the napkin. That was cool.
0: Yep, I liked all of that, and I also like that because, like, if you're looking at Perry as this non-entity, you know, or he's you know patriarch or whatever, but he's lifting Lois and pushing Cat down, and so you can understand. So it's Lois just isn't she doesn't dislike Lois because it's like professional rivalry. A lot of it is like. Lois has been giving the chance. Perry's giving the chance to Lois that he's yeah. denying Cat. Like that, it, he's favoritism. just oh, absolutely. And I mean, like, Perry White is no saint. Like that's not like a sure, great character, sure. but he's not a saint. Yeah. So, um, so I really like that. You know her. Not hatred for Lois, but like the animosity that she feels towards Lois is a lot of it's not even Lois's fault. It's like she, Lois is a you know a symbol for something just as much as Perry is, and so when she's. You know she I like that she just breaks from all of that. I don't know if it's diminishes Kat that like Nia is kind of the one that like weirdly pushes her in that direction or is like how is that not breaking the timeline or yeah, the structure sure. like I have questions that are not answered correctly. it's a little back to the future it in is a, a lot of ways like where he like it's a little different now, but whatever close enough you know
1: i I, I had the same thought I feel like this is a very time travel lots of time travel um properties. Uh, time travel stories have that sort of thing where someone encourages someone else to be the person that they knew they, they, that they're going to become anyway. Um, and now it's like, well, did that diminished like because uh, because I mean, I, theoretically, Kat was going to become that anyways. So she didn't need your push. But now, did you make that happen? So have you sort of taken that away from her like like you're saying? But I don't know. It's just sort of like you just got to let let it. Just you can't you can't think about it too much because then it starts to hurt your brain and exactly and, and maybe maybe Nia was always supposed to go back and make it happen and that's how it happened to begin with we just didn't know it because it hadn't happened yet exactly it's when Harry will then seeing... be now it's, it's
0: soon soon it's Harry seeing himself across the way yeah. across the pond thinking he sees his dad but it's actually himself that's it gives him the strength blah 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 that, blah. that kind of thing yes yeah. yes yes, mm-hmm. yes
1: yes yeah and it's just I a, a time timeless... get you
0: yep I get you. Looper, good movie. Ooh, um, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, um, Frank, this is all I have to say of Storytime Village. So let's um, tell the people where you can find us. Yeah, and you know, then we'll, let's head into the trailer TV talk. Let's
1: head into the trailer TV talk. Before I do that, I do want to give a a uh, I want to let folks know I'm working on something that I'm very excited to tell everyone about. Um, if you head on over to smallvilleanthology.com, um, no secret to listeners to the show that I love Smallville. It is. uh, It's one of my very favorite superhero shows. I've loved Superman since I was a little kid. Smallville was just a a thing that really brought that that passion for Superman to life for me. I met lots of. I wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for Smallville. Um, I met lots of friends through the Smallville fan community. I discovered TV podcasting when it it was in its nascency and its infancy. Because of Smallville, because of Starfield's House of L. So um, it, it's something I, I really care deeply about. I loved that show, and I loved the sort of the fandom around it at the time. And it has now been May 13th will mark 10 years since the finale of Smallville. And so to celebrate that, that occasion, on May 13th, uh, we will be launching uh, Save Me. The Smallville Anthology. It is an oral history of Smallville, it's a podcast documentary about the making of Smallville, and we're going to go one episode a month from May till October. May thirteenth is the uh, is the date that the uh, Smallville finale series finale aired, and then in October is when the is the twentieth uh, anniversary of the series premiere. So we're going to go from May to October, and we're going to bridge the gap between the tenth anniversary of the finale, and the twentieth anniversary of the premiere. And one episode a month covering the, telling the story of how Smallville came to be in the words of the people who made it happen. The creators, the the actors, uh, folks who work behind the scenes on the show. We are, uh, this is a, a big undertaking with a, a lot of, uh, a, a labor of love from a lot of friends who are who are donating their time and their talents to make this happen. And I'm very, very excited for you all to hear it. So uh, there's a trailer in the feed at smallvilleanthology.com subscribe check it out uh give it a listen and uh i just wanted to give a plug for that because that's coming in just a couple weeks uh less than a couple weeks and i'm very very excited about it it is um i think it's safe this is honestly uh no no bs it's the most ambitious uh, podcast project i've ever been a part of and i'm very very excited for everyone to hear it so Check that out, smallflyanthology.com. But for this show, supergirltvtalk.com, thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Those are the places you can find this show and all the other shows on the Thought Bubble Audio network. As we mentioned before, lots of great content for you to check out. And you can support it at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio if you want to help us continue to make these shows even long after Supergirl is off the air. Uh, you can email us at supergirltvtalk.com. Thank you to David and Rachel this week, who uh, were featured in our mailbag segment. Uh, please keep sending us your thoughts. Like, like I've been saying, you know, this is the last season. So if you have thoughts, you want to get them off your chest, you want to be heard on the air, email us, supergirltvtalk.com, And we would love to to hear from you and share your, uh, give you a shout out on the air. You can follow us at TV Supergirl, and uh, you can find us wherever podcasts are found, any podcast app. Uh, you can rate, review us, subscribe; those things are all super important, super helpful for helping to to get the word out there about the show. So thank you for doing that. Um, I think that I think that wraps it up. SupergirlTVTalk.com and SmallvilleAnthology.com; those are those are my plugs for today. But hey, let's talk about the trailer for next week's episode.
0: Yes, let's do that. First, Frank, I do have to say, before we even start that, I'm super excited for Smallville Anthology. Like, especially, truthfully, after watching these two Midvale episodes, I, like, really Mm want to watch Smallville again because I'm, like, it reminded me how fun it is to see like high schoolers with superpowers like learning the trade and like doing all this like that was it's fun and so i'm excited to revisit smallville with you um while just listening to you because i'm not involved in smallville anthology at all thanks for asking me anyway Traver tv (laughs) (laughs) there's a dig uh
1: yes a season six episode seven title fear not Uh, Official description. As the Super Friends brave the Phantom Zone to bring Supergirl home, each member of the team is confronted by visions of their worst fear. And it was directed by David Harewood.
0: I like that we get two cast directors back to back. back to back. Yeah, that's fun. It's good stuff. Um, Frank, it's the mid-season finale. We know this. There's danger. There's phantoms. This is getting sucked into things and falling out of things. The hunt for Supergirl is on. Does she become a phantom? Probably not. But, you know, the danger is there. That's it. That's all I got.
1: That's basically, yeah, that's what we got. Um, It's true. It's true. Yeah, I am super, super curious to see how they... they, I mean, they're not telling us much other than people are going to see their worst fears, which... I think um, yeah, and it looks
0: like they are going into the zone together. They're like literally gonna like in the zone. So right, right. we'll They're see. Getting in the zone, the danger uh, zone,
1: we, danger zone. Oh man, I hope it's a danger zone reference. I do. Um, we did we did hear that. Yeah, at at, uh, I think it was when when she was talking to Nixley in, in in the Phantom Zone that you stay there long enough and you start to, um, you start to. Be confronted by those visions of your worst fears, kind exactly. of like a, a black, uh, black mercy situation. Mm-hmm. So um, it it makes sense. It all connects. It's that, true that would be happening.
0: Her eyes are getting wonky. But here is my question, though. So like, she's been there for you know a little while, not tons of time. Her dad's been there a lot longer. Yeah. Why isn't he one? Asking right. you know, there's like there are questions that we do not have answers to that are going, like we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, I think. I think
1: Zor-El is... Go- do you think zor is going to make it out of the zone alive? Nope. I don't think nope. so either. I think he's going to sacrifice himself for Kara, which I'm curious how they'll do that because they have said before, as someone reminded us last week, a listener reminded us, that you can't die in the Phantom Zone. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least in the, in the comics, it's supposed to be. You can't die in the Phantom Zone. Maybe they have different rules here. But, um, in fact, someone will probably remind me that that we've heard that they have different rules here. Uh, but I do... I do I do think he's going to sacrifice himself for Kara, and that's going to be um, a plot point, a major plot point to propel her forward. But anyway, um, I'm excited to see it. Yes, it, it will be the mid-season finale, so that will be... Next week will be our final uh, Supergirl TV talk for uh, for a little while, uh, as as Superman and Lois will be back uh, mm-hmm. in this time slot, and I'll be back over at Superman and Lois TV talk. Uh, but... Um, but uh, excited to to cover one last episode with you uh, for the time being until we until we return for the second half of the season. Um, but I think that's I think that's pretty much it for me, Tim.
0: It's it for me as well. So until next time. Up, up and away.